0: Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. You're listening to Beyond the Rut, a podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. Here are your hosts, Sean Albright and Brandon Cunningham. Today we
1: have Mr. Brandon Cunningham and myself, Sean Albright, on the show, and we're going to be talking about a topic that is really something that I've done well with and, and slacked off in over the years, and it's the subject of self-talk. Um, some people, I guess, would call it affirmations. I'm not real sure if there's a difference between the two or not, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll use them interchangeably for, for this conversation, unless you know there's a difference between the two. So what do you think? Difference? Are you
2: talking to me or were you talking to yourself? Uh, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> I agree, Sean. I think one of the funny things about having this topic come up this week is I just had a conversation last night with a guy. And his biggest struggle, he's he's putting together a business plan to start a business and he's got some backers, he, the money's there, he's got a good plan, the skill level his biggest problem is the way he thinks he, he starts to doubt himself. And I told him, I said, your biggest problem is you're talking to yourself. Your biggest critic lives in your head. And that's most of us.
1: Yeah. We don't realize that we're talking to ourselves all day long. Um, You may not notice it, but if you really concentrate one full day and just try to see how many things you're telling yourself, it's a lot.
2: Absolutely. You know, you, You say things to yourself that if somebody else said to you, you would punch them in the face. Oh, no, there'd be a nut shot going on. If you saw somebody talking to, say, your wife or your husband or your friend the way you talk to yourself, you would be furious. But it's okay to call yourself fat or too slow or too short or too tall or whatever. But we don't say positive things to ourselves where we'll say it to other people.
1: Well, I think that this subject has gotten some bad press or something. I think back to Saturday Night Live with Stuart Smalley. That's what I think of when I think of self-talk, and it's that, you know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I can't get past that at times whenever I'm thinking about self-talk, and it's not that at all. Um, There is a a definite difference. You do have to be saying things that are, are true, and I think that is maybe one thing that, maybe that does differentiate self-talk versus affirmations. When I hear people or see people putting things on Facebook about affirmations, they're things that aren't true. And I think that a lot of people get into the fake it till you make it. And I don't really know where I stand on that subject. It sounds good when I hear other people talk about it, but then when I start to do that sort of thing, it just doesn't stick. Maybe that's just my way of looking at it, but do you do that, or do you think there's value in in the whole fake it till you make it thing? I
2: think fake it till you make it is kind of like taking uh, like a, a, a caffeine shot almost. It's like it'll give you a temporary boost if you're mm-hmm. if you're about to walk on stage, or you're about to go into a job interview, or maybe you're about to ask a girl out for the first time, or move, or make a big decision that you're sure of, but you've got to get past that one hurdle. Fake it till you make it will work short term, but it, it's kind of like nitrous oxide in a car. It'll get you the first 50 yards, but you better have some momentum or you're not going to last very long after that. So I think fake it till you make it is a temporary, but speaking well of yourself, to yourself, is a long-term goal. And I agree, so I think that whole
1: Stuart Smalley thing is weird, but, you know. Well, I think what you just said is is actually good stuff because you're saying that the things that you say to yourself need to be speaking well of yourself, not necessarily speaking into the future. So when people are doing things like um, these weird affirmations and things, they're talking about who they believe they're going to be five years from now. You know, I'm, I'm successful and I am prosperous and and they go on all these things and it's like, well, none of those things are true right now. It would be, it would probably go further and be more beneficial to say things like, I am confident today. I know that I have the the strength to do this. I know that I have the skills to carry this out. Something like that where you're actually speaking well about yourself, your current self.
2: I absolutely agree. You have to be honest in what you're saying. It may be exaggerated, but it needs to at least be honest. You know, you can't say, I'm the best looking guy in the world. I'm the strongest <laughs> guy honesty. in the world. you know I can't be you know I'm the most powerful man on the planet kind of stuff. You got to at least be realistic and what, and what I like to do is is just be honest with myself and say, you know God's prepared me for this. I've studied for it. I've prepared for it. I know the right people. I'm I'm good enough for this job or I'm good enough for this girl. whatever it is, convince yourself of all the things that are actually true. And then build on that. And most of the time we stand in front of the mirror and say things like, you know, I'm, this isn't going to work out. I'm going to, I'm going to fail tomorrow. I'm going to miss this shot or I'm going to lose my job or she's going to break up with me. And we say a bunch of negative stuff to each other, to ourselves, not necessarily
1: each other, but. Well, and going, going along with that, what you were saying with the uh, preparation, I think that sometimes maybe people have given self talk. A try. They've done it for a couple of days in the past, or maybe they've tried it in one or two scenarios, but they didn't prepare for whatever it was that they were kind of trying to build themselves up for. They put in no extra effort in any way. They literally believe that if they just say something good about themselves and then fail to prepare, that all of a sudden they're going to be successful. Right. And the two – I think that's unfair to ourselves to expect – the self-talk by itself to do the job, but it is certainly uh, an important ingredient along with preparation.
2: Well, absolutely. You know, you can say, well, it's easy for Michael Jordan to stand there and, at, at, at the sideline and say, give me the ball. I'm the greatest player in the history of the game. I can make this shot because he shot the ball 5,000 times that weekend in practice. We can't walk onto a stage and say, well, I prayed about it. God's going to give me the strength. Well, God might give you the strength and probably the gifts and the ability, but if you didn't do any work, God's not going to make it happen just because you prayed about it. You know, you can pray about planting a seed, but if you don't plant that seed, there's nothing going to happen, no matter how much it rains or what you do to the ground. And I think a lot of times we shortchange ourselves because we think, well, I've got all of this going for me. I should get this. But then when I don't, I blame things other than the fact that I didn't do the work. Because most right. professional players, professional businessmen and women that, that really are successful will tell you they were grinding it out at nine, 10, 11, two o'clock in the morning, doing the work when nobody was watching. So when they walk onto that stage, yeah, it looks impressive, but you miss the other 99% of the actual work. It always fascinates me when I, when I preach and somebody says, You know, you, you act like that is the most natural thing in the world to you. And I always have the same response. It's because I work like it's not so I can be prepared. And when I do it, it seems natural because I have a passion for it, but also because I've worked my butt off for it, not just expected it to happen.
1: So when you're about to go on stage or you're about to speak in front of a a group uh, for work, even doing a presentation, that sort of thing, walk me through. What's your routine look like with self-talk?
2: I think that's the key is you have to have a routine. I, I always think of the baseball player and, and, you know, the, the, doing the same things every time to kind of get that relaxation down. You, you're in a good, comfortable place. And usually what I'm going to do, if, if I'm going to preaching for me is the biggest kind of routine because it's a little drawn out. I know it's going to happen every Sunday at, 9, 15, and ten forty-five. I know when it's going to happen and plenty of time in advance. So usually Saturday night, I'll go up there and I'll I'll walk around and have my headphones on and just sing out or listen to music or I'll kind of exercise. I'll do something to kind of get my blood pumping and then I'll just walk through the whole thing and, and essentially give the talk with nobody in the room. So the next day when I'm doing it, it it's like no big deal. I'm just doing it again and I've already done it. The the big difference is you can't pay too much attention to the people's reaction. You can't think it's too good and you can't think it's too bad because otherwise you start talking to yourself and say, well, nobody laughed at that. It was hilarious last night when I was in the room by myself. I just <laughs> cracked up. Now nobody thought it was funny and you start talking to yourself. So I go into it with a lot of real, uh, you know, almost Stuart Smalley type stuff is like, you know, you're good enough. You're prepared. You've done the work. You're ready. Now, at work, it's a little different thing because, you know, I'm a project manager during the day, and sometimes I'm speaking on things that are real technical, real complex, and and just, to be honest, completely over my head. I don't necessarily understand them, but I'm kind of at the helm. I'm supposed to lead this meeting and have you talk about things I don't understand. So what I try to do is just as I'm going into the meeting, I will usually stop by a restroom or somewhere where I can kind of be alone for a good 20, 30 seconds and just say, everyone in there expects more out of themselves than they do out of me. So you just relax and do what you do best. And some some people would just call it complete BS sometimes, and to be honest, sometimes <laughs> it is. But yeah. I'll go in there and just speak like I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm used to it.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash show. that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show.
1: Yeah, I think with, with what you're describing, there's the self-talk part of it, and then there's the visualization part of it. And I think those two Really do go hand in hand. And when you start visualizing this, the scenario playing out, you're either going to see it going well or you're going to see it going terribly. And the way that you kind of view that internal picture, that internal movie that's being played is how you'll, you'll start to talk to yourself about what you've just visualized. Does that make sense? Or you Absolutely. I,
2: so I think there's it's there's very there. evident when you're asking a girl out, you know, this is not going to work out. This is not going to
1: work out. Then it doesn't. You you've mentioned asking a girl out at least four times, so I'm starting to. I'm assuming to Renee's wonder. not going to listen to this, so we're probably okay. <laughs> uh, you're probably right, but so in sales, when I'm out and about to go into a doctor's office or to a clinic somewhere, the the seasons of life that I've really had good numbers, really had a good year. It's because I really believe that was the one thing that was setting me apart was that I was visualizing. I was doing some self-talk before every sales call. It wasn't just something I did once in a while if I was feeling bad or something like that. I would set out my car. I would would be prepared, of course, so I knew my products. I knew what my objective of the sales call was, but then I would start walking through how that was going to look, how that was going to play out, Um, and then I would start um, just basically telling myself, positive things about myself that, hey, you've done this before, you've gotten the sales doing it uh, this way before, Uh, people like you, I mean, just whatever it is at the moment that I need to hear, I'll tell myself, and inevitably, those calls go very similar to what I visualized. On the flip side of that, there's been just as many calls where I'm out in the parking lot and I'm like, oh, this guy, he drives me crazy. He's a jerk. I don't want to talk to him any more than he probably wants to talk to me. This is a complete waste of my time. And guess what? I come out and I say, man, that was a complete waste of my time. Yeah.
2: It's the old sowing and reaping. You know, it's like you you plant these seeds of doubt and then they grow up and you, you're shocked by it sometimes. You know, and, and, and of course, you and I talk at least you know a couple of times a week if not more you know two or three times a day sometimes when we're having bad days and i was talking to this friend that was here last night i I was telling him about how we do things and i said you know there's there's got to be somebody in your life that you can be completely honest with and not explain yourself i said i i've got this friend and we text a lot and and talk on the phone but i said we have quit our jobs left our families left the planet, moved out of the country, you know, moved into the woods, into a cave. I said, you got to have somebody you can say that stuff to because you get so frustrated. If you don't, you say it to yourself. I've got the worst job. I've got the worst family. I live in the worst place. But if you have somebody to bounce that off of, it's like, okay, I've said it. Eh, it didn't really make much sense. Now that I've said it out loud, I'll move on. You want (laughs) somebody that's not going to actually accept your resignation
1: or, you know, move you out of the country. Didn't we move into a big tree house out in the middle of the woods? Uh, Was that this week or last week?
2: I think it was last (laughs) week. We were going to move into one of
1: those above ground tree houses where you can't get to anybody, you know? Well, I think even that with the self-talk, I mean, I think we both visualize the same thing pretty regularly and it's isolation, it's getting away from the world, getting away from everything, getting to a place of silence. And and there's good reasons for that, which would be we both like to write, we both like to think, we both like to pray. I mean there's there's good things about the solitude. And we could probably talk a, a full episode on solitude. Oh yeah. But a lot of times when we say that, we're saying it because we've had enough self talk throughout the day, even if it's only eight in the morning Telling ourselves, I hate my job, I hate the people I work with, they don't like me, nobody listens to me, nobody's reading my blog, SeanAlbright.com. Um no <laughs> dot <Beyond the rep. laughs> com. Shameless plug. Jerry, if you edit this out, you're fired. We will we will decrease your pay by fifty percent. For
2: those of you that don't know who Jerry is, that's the real jerrydugan.com. dot com.
1: And he is the third man of the team. He's the (laughs) the behind-the-scenes guy that edits this, makes us sound better and smarter than we are. He has to work overtime to do that for Brandon. I'm sure mine's probably pretty easy. With that, I just realized that the the device I'm recording on, I had setting away from my mouth about a foot and a half most of this recording. So it may not sound so good.
2: Yeah, I realize that too, that mine's mine's Mm -hmm. only about, I don't know, six to 12 inches away, but I think it's in a good spot. My fear is my hand has been bumping it, so we'll see. I have the feeling uh, we need to have another business meeting and go, okay, here's what I need you two guys to do. Both of you get those headsets, both of you get this program, and this is how you record it. So if you're looking for somebody who knows what they're doing in podcasting, it's therealjerrydugan.com. It's not Sean Albright. It's not Brandon Cunningham. We're learning from Jerry. So,
1: Yeah, that's, that's the truth. But in
2: um, case any all right, what of this if, is usable, we'll get back on topic.
1: So um, what, other, what other things do you think of when you're, when you're thinking self, self-talk? I mean, do you have an example or can you think of anything off the top of your head of a specific time? That you've either talked positively to yourself or negatively, and what happened?
2: Oh, absolutely. I can I can absolutely remember. There was a time when uh, I was very uh, I w- I wouldn't say depressed, but I was just in a place where I wasn't accomplishing a whole lot, and I was almost was this last week. Yeah, this was I think Tuesday or something. <laughs> but it it was years ago actually I and mean, not that this doesn't happen still but the the one time that really stands out to me is i remember i was just not in a very good place i was i was kind of lonely i was kind of sad i wasn't i didn't feel like i was a very good father i wasn't a very good person i wasn't i wasn't a very good really anything and i was starting to feed off of that and i heard something on the tv in the other room it was like a I don't know, an infomercial or something. It was something that was just on another channel. And it was something to the effect of, and I don't know who it was, so I won't quote them, but it was something to the effect of, you are what you say to yourself. And I think they were selling a book or a tape or something. I don't know what it was. But I remember thinking, I am everything I'm saying. Because somebody had told me earlier in the day, you know, you got to quit believing all that bad stuff about yourself. And then it hit me when I heard that I thought you know I am what I'm saying because I'm making it all true, and so the reason I'm not being a good father and a good person and a good steward of my life is because I'm speaking all of that stuff, and literally, which is a word that I'm not too fond of because I always think of Tom or uh what's his name Rob Lowe, who blocked me on Twitter by the by the way <laughs> I still don't know why what what I did to him, but uh sound almost fire, man. That was a great movie. But anyway, I remember thinking I am going to spend the next day or two just saying positive things about myself and to myself. And it really did turn my whole attitude around. I think depression's a real thing. Medicine's a good thing. Counseling and and spiritually, there's a lot of ways to help you with the things that you're going through. One of the things that that I think is a quick, immediate fix is quit saying bad crap to yourself. You're putting right. bad food in your body, your health's bad. You're putting <clears throat> bad stuff in your ears, bad stuff's going to come out, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, the the time that I can think of, and it's it kind of goes into a, another subject, so I, I'll try not to go down this rabbit hole, so stop me if I do, but the things that you hear from other people, are also positive or negative, of course, and then you start to replay those over and over until it becomes that self-talk. And the one that I can can really remember, and it's from so long ago, but that just shows how powerful it is, I was in, I guess I was in seventh grade track, and I was just average average track, um, and I was running the mile. And right before the district track meet, I'd come in probably second to last pretty much every time. And my track coach just, he, he probably just said it in passing, just trying to say something nice to me, you know? And he said, Hey, Sean, you're going to do great today. You have a lot of, you have a lot of stamina. And I was like, what is stamina? I didn't even know (laughs) what the word meant. And he explained to me what it was. And I remember thinking, man, I do, I do have stamina. I I have a lot of stamina. And I went out and I, you know, I still didn't do that great, but I went from probably normally placing in the thirties to seventh, which that's, that's pretty significant, and I really believe it's not because I had had a better race as far as my ability goes. It's just because I believed what I was telling myself. I do have stamina. I don't have to slow down. I'm not tired, and I and I kept going. It's just there's so much power to it. Um, one tip I guess I would have for, for someone if they've never tried it is just try it. Absolutely no one else in this world will ever know what you say to yourself, how you say it. You don't have to be embarrassed that you sound cheesy. You probably will. It doesn't really matter. But I think that it's important to do not don't get too regimented with it as far as necessarily repeating a written out statement, which I think those are fine too. Um I've tried that before and it just didn't work for me. Not a not a verbatim. I'm better with bullet points of, of things that I want to say to myself. And to read it first thing in the morning when I wake up and the last thing I do before I go to bed. And it is amazing that what you think about when you go to bed is what you will be thinking about when you wake up and how it just impacts and starts your day off so much better. Mm
2: -hmm. I, I could not agree more. Going back to your story, though, I would also say as far as a tip to people listening is your words have way more power than you could ever possibly imagine. Because your story made me think back to, I've always been one of these people that I can gain and lose a hundred pounds in a month. You know, it's just, I'm never, I've never been at a point where I'm just going to stay there. I'm, I'm going to gain it. And then hopefully if I get off my butt a little bit, lose it again. But I remember I was about sixth or seventh grade and I was, uh, I was in sixth grade because I was talking about playing football. The next year was the first year you could play football in school. And I remember my dad saying, well, you won't be any good at it because you're fat. And I was a fat kid at the time, but nice. I didn't have the best dad in the world. But, you know, uh, that stuck with me. You know, I'm 45 years old. I was then I was what, 12, 11, 12, 13 years old. And I still remember him saying that. And I've had people come up to me before that have said, you know, that thing you said that one day outside the church just changed my whole life and my whole perspective and i'm looking at them going you know thank you i'm glad you know god bless i hope everything's good not have a clue what i said but something i said stuck with them for life so that would be my tip is just as you speak to your children and your wife or your husband or your your coworkers, or just random homeless people on the street what you say could have a profound effect on somebody's eternity not just that day
1: that's true. And and one of the things you were saying earlier about if you can't force yourself to get into the habit immediately of saying positive things about yourself or to yourself, start with just not saying anything bad. There's a huge step right there. Just don't say anything bad. And my wife has pointed out that probably uh, somewhere around two years ago, maybe three, she was she's noticed that. I'm not as optimistic as I used to be. I'm a little more of a pessimist. And I really believe that's because I started, I started talking to myself negatively, which I had never done before. And the phrase that I pretty much say on a daily basis, it felt like for a very long time, was, you suck. It was, no matter what the situation was, I would say, you suck. And when I saw myself in the mirror, my phrase was, God, you are such a fat ass. So you suck and you're a fat. <laughs> those two things I told myself every day. Sorry, Jerry, if you got to bleep that out, but that's not too bad. But it's a word, real.
2: Right? It's, it's honest. Most of us do some form of that. You know, you judge your hairline, your weight, your wrinkles, your your clothes, your, your bathroom. Sometimes you're standing in your bathroom looking in the mirror going, wow, this bathroom sucks. How come it's not like that lady's on HGTV or DIY or whatever that just redid hers? And it's those kind of things. But also uh, playing off of that, I would say be around people that speak positive. If you're around somebody that just says, you know, I hate Obama and the government and Texas and the heat and my job, my wife's this, my kids are this. Get away from those people. Not everybody that's in your life should be in your life. And it's okay to tell them no and tell them to get out. I think if I would tell anybody something that's under the age of, 30 that still believes that you need people in your life no matter who they are they should be allowed to have access to you it would be to stop that everybody doesn't need your phone number everybody doesn't need to come to your house and you don't have to help everybody move either it's okay to tell them no so if you're about to call me and ask me to help you move this weekend i'm busy even though i don't have anything to do i'm not doing it leave me alone
1: you're you're washing your hair right exactly Picking bugs out of your beard.
2: Sometimes you just have to set boundaries for yourself. Not only the, yourself and what you say, but also other people. Don't be around somebody that, especially if you're young and you're in school and you're listening to this, and there's some guy or girl in a school that's, that's just riding you all the time.
1: Stop paying attention to what they're saying. You're not. For you for you younger people, riding to you all the time doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> just... <laughs> just stop listening to people who are being negative. <laughs> and I brought the show to a complete standstill. So, those
2: of you that are wondering what that E stands for on iTunes, that's explicit.
1: <laughs> yeah, are we going to have to have an explicit rating now? Hopefully, that
2: usually, you know, you put rated R on something and everybody buys it.
1: Oh, when yeah, they came out with those warning
2: stickers when we were young. It's like, oh, i got to buy the album now just because <laughs> it has a sticker on it. Thanks, Tipper Gore.
1: That's possum. Awesome. All right, so you know what? I, I was trying to say two words, and I don't know if it got recorded, but I was trying to say something with a P and awesome, and I just said, that's possum. That's so possum. I hope,
2: that's uh, possum right <laughs> there. I'm going yeah. to use that. That's my new catchphrase. Dude, that is totally Jerry. <laughs> possum.
1: Jerry has so much work to do.
2: So I'm, okay, I'm so, going so, go to go up to, to somebody tomorrow at work, That's that, and I'm going to say, <laughs> that shirt? That's possum.
1: <laughs> yeah, do that. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right, so I'm going to close this out here with a quote that I've uh, found. That's possum. Actually, There's
2: quotes. Is, I'm is from the most Arkansas. Possum that's
1: possum. There you go. <laughs> mm, mm, now you're making me hungry. <laughs> okay, so uh, to close this out here, this is a quote by Henry David Thoreau, and it says, "As a thing, <laughs> see it now. I can't talk." Now I I'm, I am tongue-tied. Start over. Henry David Thoreau. As a single footstep will not make a path on the earth, so a single thought will not make a pathway in the mind. To make a deep physical path, we walk again and again. To make a deep mental path, we must think over and over the kind of thoughts we wish to dominate our lives.
2: That's good. You're that a is, big Thoreau fan. Is,
1: I am a big Thoreau fan, and that is the the possumist quote. I'm going to throw that possum
2: right over there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, uh, that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut. Be sure to head over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Then share us with your family and friends. You can also view the show notes of each episode on our website, beyondtherut.com.